And we're back after, what, two long years of no podcasting. Whoops. Been a while. How you doing, String? Not bad. How about you, T? Where you been? Pretty good. I believe the last time we were podcasting, I was we were on the way to Vegas right. for a bachelor party, and we went down there. It was a great time, watched all the games, and I proceeded to get kicked off an airplane. <laughs> right, right. And I have been in Vegas ever since. Rolling around aimlessly and lost, like Ron Burgundy with a carton of milk just walking the streets. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I got a job as a dish boy, tried my hand at pole dancing, started an 1-800-GAMBLING tip line that went belly up after one weekend. It was bad. I finally scraped together a few, a few dollars and took the Greyhound back, and here we are two years later ready to do our first podcast of 2019, ready for the new season to start. Yeah, I just assumed you walked back. It had taken so long, and the way you looked when you got back. I, I basically should have started walking right then when I got kicked off the airplane, and I would have made it back probably right about now. So, right. yeah, that's, that's a good call. Um, anyway, we got a couple beers in hand, and... Ready to get after this. I'm excited about the season, and uh, I guess let's uh, introduce these brews. What do you got in your hand? Yeah, as always, we love to crack open a nice frosty one. Oh, that was the lamest sounding uh, beer opening ever, but hey. <laughs> so I'm drinking a Pipeline Aloha series from Kona Brewing, and it's a, uh, a coffee beer. And this beer is dedicated to my man, the running back for the Cowboys, Zeke, who needs to wake up, drink a little coffee, and uh, quit quit riding his pipe dream down in uh, Mexico on the beaches and get Cabo. back with the Cowboys. This fool is uh, apparently been offered the second highest um, contract of a running back behind only Todd Gurley, and he's not accepting that. Hey, come on, get back. Let's play some fantasy football. Let's play some real football as a Cowboys fan. This is uh, dedicated to you, Zeke. I understand that you're uh, enjoying life down there, but it's almost September, bro. Uh, amen. Amen, definitely. I think there's a couple holdouts with Zeke and Melvin going on and a lot of uh, weird storylines that we would like to get cleaned up here in the next couple of days before we draft. Uh, yes. Otherwise, it's going to make for kind of a risk-reward, make-or-break type draft day, and I kind of hate that. I'd rather the cards kind of be in the, the picks that you make instead of just the shooting for the – the stars or whatever but anyway we'll see we'll keep monitoring right there's a reason we we keep pushing the draft further and further to get past all this shit but like now after Le'Veon Bell has set like a a whole new level of holdout we have no idea what to expect from these guys but we can touch on that a little bit more obviously as this podcast goes on we got a lot to talk about how about your brewski over there yeah definitely um I'm drinking a blue moon very um generic <laughs> can pretty much order this in any bar you go to in the, in america and probably belgium i don't know if it's actually belgium but it's probably brewed in america um anyway i'll, I'll uh, dedicate this to the the one the, the one decent player actually a great player who plays for the giants saquon barkley i, I feel like i'm gonna second wheels on his stats going to the moon okay okay to bring it all back around I think he's he's due for a big year as long as he doesn't get hurt. Obviously, he definitely proved um, uh, he is everything that he was coming out of college last year. He's so. a home run hitter. He's a guy who who might rush it two or three times for like three or four yards, and then like that fourth time, eighty yards. 
right. So, and, a, he, and he hits a lot of home runs. So. On a team as bad as the Giants were last year, he was still the number one running back in most formats, I believe. So Right, and just his ability to do it all. Like, um, didn't Odell Beckham throw him, like, a deep ball last year? And just, like, he can kind of hit you from multiple angles, like screen passes, and he's not just, like, your A gap, B gap between the tackles or, you know, zone – like like Todd Gurley, I mean Todd Gurley can catch the ball too, but you know what I mean. Uh, Saquon's just so I don't know, just multifaceted. He's a football player. So anyway, uh, good to be back doing the podcast with you, and uh, looking forward to a good year. It she, is yeah. August twenty eighth, two thousand and nineteen, and the Browns are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to get into that. What are your thoughts about the Browns, brother? Well, obviously the Browns have been hyped up extraordinarily over the last, I don't know, six I don't know, six months to a year, I guess. Not quite a year, but uh, obviously Baker Mayfield, our boy out of OU, got drafted by them last year. And um, he stepped in and kind of turned things around, won their first game, and I can't remember how long. The whole city was like – you know, a blaze basically from that. And yeah. um, the excitement of over the off season, they made a, a big trade to acquire Odell Beckham. Uh, obviously, uh, Kareem Hunt, they right. uh, took a risk on him. He suspended a few games. And they also added another piece, uh, Olivier Vernon, in that Odell Beckham trade. And so people couldn't be any higher on this team. And – They've kind of won the offseason, haven't they? They've just been kind of a subject. Definitely. I mean, and I think people want to see them win the offseason. People want to see them win in general. Don't you think? Like, it's a team that's been bad for, what, as long as we've been alive? Sure. And not only have they been bad, but how many – I mean, just in the last – handful of years how many like number one qb draft picks that they had i know a few and brandon whedon and johnny manziel right not even counting like the tim couch era it's you know and they've number one overall swung and miss a lot lot. yeah every quarter i mean i think the browns were the one with the fan who had the jersey of like 20 names of quarterbacks they've drafted yeah if i don't terrible if i can't if i remember correctly i think it went all the way down like his pant leg the names through the jersey down the pant leg you know maybe in written on a sock (laughs) so like um now that they have baker he's he's kind of a very mouthy um very confident um, obviously, we saw him growing up in Big 12 country here, do his thing, uh, took y'all to a couple playoff appearances. And, I mean, he's just confident in his arm. He's got weapons. Njoku at tight end, obviously Landry Jones and Odell Beckham. Um, they've, they've stacked their defense. Uh, in fact, their draft last year, I believe six of their seven picks were all defense. Yeah. Uh, they took Greedy Williams, the corner out of Mississippi State, with their f- first pick in the second round. They didn't have a first-rounder. Um, b- probably traded the first rounder for uh, Odell, or I, I can't remember how that they yeah. didn't have one. But um, so they've stacked the defense. Obviously, uh, Julius Peppers, or not Julius Peppers, um, what's his name out of Michigan? Jabril. Jabril Peppers. But they traded him to the, he was part of the Odell trade. Okay. So he was just like a one year rental, huh? But they did, uh, remember the, they drafted uh, the cornerback from oh, yeah. Ohio State? Uh, Derek Ward. Yeah. So they, they Denzel Ward. They're, they're still uh, Denzel so he, Washington. No, it's definitely Ward. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, George Washington. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Miles Garrett, like you said, Olivier Vernon, they did trade Ogba, but they have a pretty stacked. Uh, their second pick last year was a linebacker with like a weird ass last name, starts with a T. But anyway, they've stacked that defense. Obviously, they've given, given Baker plenty of support. Like you said, Kareem suspended, but comes back, I think, week 10. Nick like, Chubb. And Nick Chubb. I mean, Nick Chubb is a very average player who was pretty decent. Last, just kidding, Kyle. Nick Chubb's solid. Um, a really good, like, he's just a good runner. Like, he kind of does what he's supposed to do, and he can, he can kind of – he's, he's, he's kind of like a B-plus at everything, you know? He can, right. he, he's got a little wiggle. He, he can run A-gap, B-gap. That's the last time I'll say A-gap, a, a B-gap. Um, but between the tackles and he can, you know – not the best pass catcher, but I think they're like um, what's his name Hilliard or Higgins. Higgins, yeah. The backup. And then Jarvis. They Obviously, they traded Duke just about a week ago to the Texans, but yeah, and I mean, all of this like leaves me to believe that I mean they can't do anything other than underperform. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, personally, obviously, as an OU fan, a Baker supporter, and all of that. I would love to see this team do well, but uh, I'm going to go on record and I'm going to say this team actually missed the playoff. Um, people have them doing some people have them like Super Bowl competition here. Oh, like, I, I think they they're still taking it. They've taken in the most futures bets in Vegas on the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of hype here, and uh, I'm going to take a step back and I, I'm just not going to believe the hype, and it's not going to be any particular like hate on anything but I know that we see a lot of players come in have really good first years especially at quarterback they get thrown in and they they get things going on and they do it and they kill it but then there's always a welcome to the NFL moment I feel like everybody has it I mean I saw sure. Peyton Manning have it but one could argue that Baker already had the welcome to the NFL moment. I mean, he, he did start in 13 games last year. He went 6-7, and seven, um, kind of beat up on weaker competition. He played a few home games. It seemed like when he played, like, the best the best game, I feel like he beat Cam 26-20. That was at home. Um, got destroyed by Kansas City. Got destroyed by Pittsburgh 33-18. Um they did beat Atlanta. Atlanta's kind of always hot and cold. They've had their issues, but that was also a home game. Uh, they beat up on uh, Driscoll-led Bengals twice. Oh, yeah? Uh, one game was actually pretty close. Um, but a I mean, couple, they, couple they overtime won, games. They won seven games. I mean, before that, I think they had won zero. Yeah, and then when, when Baker came in in relief in that Thursday night game, he kind of won that game. Oh, but man. He, he wasn't a starter there. So basically, if you count that game, Baker went 7-7 seven and seven last year. True. Okay. Um, Vegas over under has them at nine games. They they play in a tough division. They play in a, a tough conference. I mean, um, the AFC is brutal. So you have to get past Pitt, which is in their division. You have to get past Kansas City, New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills. Kidding, but you have to get past a lot of good teams. I mean, just that division alone with the with the Ra the Ravens could be pretty feisty. Um, and then you got the Steelers. So. Uh, just in that division alone, it could be, you know. It is an interesting division. That could be one of the, could be the pretty tougher tough. ones. So, so under over nine wins, you got them under or over or right on, on the number or what? I'm honestly, I'm honestly going to uh, take the under on that, and I think it's going to be – they're probably going to – I could see repeating last year's performance. It'll be seen as a major negative from outside people, 
but I could see them losing a lot of tight games. Seven and nine, they could make it to 500, but uh, it's going to be seen as disappointing from the outside. But I think as a as a core group, they're going to build on that. And then you guys out there who are Brown lovers are just going to have to wait one more year. Then yeah. they'll be back in the playoffs. Okay, I like it. I, I've actually got them under two. I've got them at eight and eight, which obviously one one game swing could have them at nine and six or seven and nine or True. nine and seven, seven and nine. So I've got them at eight and eight. So I, I believe that's a pretty good number by Vegas there. Um, yeah, that's tough. I can't see the overs. Gosh, if they if they win ten, ten six, plus, how yeah. exciting would that be? That's that's nice. I mean. Um, I haven't even looked at their schedule, by the way, but I don't really like looking ahead at NFL schedules because it's so hard to predict what NFL teams are going to swing which way. Right. As we know, it's like the, the league with the most parity in it. So, and um, not to harp on this too too much longer, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and cover my ass. I thought this was a Browns podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cover my ass here just a little bit. So last year, the same type of hype got built around the Rams. And they built, you know, they went in free agency, made all these big moves, did all this crazy stuff. And I was like the one person on the outside looking in saying, nah, the Rams, you know, they're going to they're going to squander this. You know, it's it's all this hype, blah, blah, blah. Then they went to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was a major failure for them, I think. Uh, It was a major failure for the NFL in general. But so so they have that. And then also uh, Another thing going against me is Baker Mayfield has proven me wrong since the first day I heard his name and saw his face. Uh, Whenever he first showed up at OU, he was playing behind this guy, Trevor Knight, who we saw as the new golden god after what he did to Alabama. And I was like, this guy's never even going to see the field. Like, what is this guy even coming here for? And then Trevor Knight had a really bad season. Baker Mayfield showed out not only for the coaches, but he won the players over. He became uh, just an over, almost an overnight sensation and uh, totally took that team over. And, you know, yeah. the rest has been history so far. So who yeah, knows? I mean, who I, knows what can that, happen? That's the whole mystique of uh, Baker Mayfield. I feel like he's proven everybody wrong, and he still carries that with him, even though he's a number one overall pick, and it's kind of fading. I believe that's kind of why he keeps talking to kind of continue to peddle that narrative because he has to have that for his fuel. Uh, maybe not, but it just seems that way. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of fun storylines, but I just wanted to kind of dive into the Browns just because we'll, we'll probably have a lot of Browns fans listening, all three of them. Uh, <laughs> and some newly three found of our listeners, Browns fans. not Browns fans. <laughs> we have three listeners. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, we could transition though. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned them and they are, uh, in the same conference. I mean, not same conference, obviously the same conference, but the same division, but, uh, another interesting off season for another team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Steelers we've known for the last, what, maybe five to 10, it almost feels you know, five to 10 years. It's, it's probably not been quite as long is completely different. You know, like Antonio Brown's gone. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he's also gone. He was gone last year, but still, he's officially, officially gone. Like, what do we got to think about this? You know, is Juju really going to be the new AB? Is James Conner able to actually fill in the Le'Veon shoes after an offseason to prepare for him? 
James Washington going to step up? Moncrief, who's going to be their wide receiver too? Uh, Vance McDonald, is he going to be a suitable tight end? Big Ben still got it? Yeah, is Big Ben going to take all of his ace bandages off and go out there and throw for 300 a game again? Um, is Devin Bush going to fill the Ryan Shazier role? Um, I like the Steelers a lot. I think A.B. was kind of a dark cloud. Okay. Um, running his own routes, doing his own thing. I honestly, for my money, I would lay I would lay money on the Steelers going to the Super Bowl this year. I could see it. I mean, I mean, I could see that. It's not that I like agree that they are going to go to the Super Bowl, but it wouldn't surprise me if somehow they they squeezed into it. Uh, last year they didn't even win their division or didn't even win their division, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So I can't see Big Ben going out. Um, you know, without at least a playoff appearance, unless he gets injured or something unfortunate happens. But I can't see. I don't. Okay, like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the Super Bowl, but I don't see it happening. I see a slight regression. I think Juju is incredible. Uh, he's shown nothing but like spectacular moments, and he's got a really good mentality. But a lot of that could have been from playing next to AB. Is he ready to be the AB? I don't know. So, yeah, I think Juju is about a pretty safe bet, about as safe as bet as there is for like a guy transitioning into a new role. Um, just because he's our, I think people. I think uh, it's a scarier situation when you're talking about a guy going to a new team like Odell. Um, personally, I think Juju will fit right into being the guy that where he's being drafted. Juju has the juju. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's just going to uh, kind of transition right into being the wide receiver one there. I mean, and if they get James Washington going, then look out. I mean, I don't know. We could talk about it for another 30 minutes like we did the Browns. We right. don't really need to talk about it too much, but they obviously have to get through the Patriots – and the Chiefs in the, to, to get to the Super Bowl. But uh, just as a value play, I, I think they're like 25 to 1, or 22 to 1, 20 to 1, something like that. Um, I, would lay, I would lay my money on them if I was going to make a future bet. Big Ben's no stranger to that situation. So that's a, it's a, a good, solid foundation. And it's the Steelers, you know, Mike Tomlin. I mean, they're, they're always tough. They always, you know, it's hard to play in Pittsburgh. And, um, and as we saw last year, uh, like I, I mentioned, Le'Veon Bell and the Connor situation, he filled in just fine. Uh, they didn't really miss a beat with him. So I could see them, uh, you know, having Juju step in and fill in that A-B role. So Sure. It'd be interesting. So uh, They're a fun team to watch. We know that. Yeah, any other storylines sticking out to you as we uh, creep into the draft day? I mean, obviously Melvin's unsigned. Um, yeah, the, the Melvin thing has been – stranger than the Zeke thing I guess maybe because Zeke plays for the Cowboys and it's like under the you know under the lights you know Dallas gets talked about everything you know that's all they want to talk about but nobody seems to talk about Melvin uh there's no real word about him I have honestly no clue you know but I've been seeing some some buzz in fact just today um a guy was on Twitter talking about 
uh, man, I'm blah, blah, blah. Here I am debating in my fantasy draft in the sixth round. Should I take Melvin? And Melvin saw that and subtweeted him and said, sixth round? I'm offended with a, <laughs> with a bunch of crying face, uh, laughing face emojis. Um, that's kind of an indicator. And also the beat writer from L.A. Times came out today and said that he has a hunch, which isn't anything. Yeah, you know, I actually saw that, too. Anything concrete, but he has a hunch that Melvin's going to sign by week one. Um, so there is a little bit of buzz, and I think it's something to pay attention to. Um, I think one of the biggest things to talk about is the fact that Melvin's not Zeke. Zeke's potentially the, the best running back in the NFL, arguably, probably. Um, Melvin's not. Melvin's top six, maybe. Melvin is really good. And that's I was, a thing I was going to mention, actually, is the fact that, like I said, Melvin hasn't been talked about. Zeke's been under the spotlight. Fucking Antonio Brown hasn't been out of the spotlight for a year, it seems like. And Melvin's getting no love on any format or anything. So people probably just are kind of writing him off. And so he has no leg to really stand on on a on a media standpoint to back him up. So maybe it's because people expect him just to show up and they don't think that he's worth it. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Dallas is very reliant on Zeke and their offense. And, True. And San Diego isn't as reliant on Melvin. I mean, I've seen a few numbers out there where they didn't hardly score any less points when the games that he missed last year, um, which you can take for what it is. I mean, you can play around with numbers and, and kind of manipulate them into whatever right. argument you want. But what I would say is that them losing Derwin James helps Melvin's camp um, because they're not going to be able to rely on that defense quite as much. We already know that Joey Bosa's got injury issues. That D-line's solid. Um, they got another good corner. They've got some good linebackers. They're, they're going to be good in, on defense, and then Phillip's going to be pretty good, a couple good receivers. And, and Philly's a, a gunslinger. He is, and then Eckler and uh, Josh Jackson – uh, is that Justin Jackson? Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Um, they like Justin Jackson. I know that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard Anthony Lynn on countless interviews talk about those two kind of stepping in and assuming that Melvin role well, and, together. And Melvin's gone down, what, every year? I mean, he may have had one full season, I think, since he's been in the league. Right. He's had injury issues. So, like, definitely, where is their motive to give him a payday that's exactly. something outrageous whenever they've been filling in for him and – the Chargers have been good, but they've, you know. Sure. I don't think that their issues rely, like lie within Melvin. Right. You know? I think it's kind of a game of chicken, honestly. I think Melvin understands kind of where he's at, and I think he's just seeing who blinks first. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's also getting to miss these terrible uh, preseason games and, like, you know. Avoiding injury, trying to Missing camp. I mean, what do we know about veterans? They love right. missing camp. Oh, yeah. So part of these holdouts are to see how much money I can get and to miss fucking camp because camp know, sucks. And, hey, he's, you know, you can't blame him either, you know. He, he, he I don't think he was drafted really early, so he's on a, a – I could be wrong. Was he a first rounder? I, I don't I don't. Believe, I think he was. I think he was a first or second rounder. I know he was a big hype coming out of college because he was good there, but uh, I don't know if he got a big payday. So maybe he's just, you know – He's tired of being injured and being set aside, and maybe he's fearing the uh, the franchise tag. You know, like let's let's start. Yeah, this he was first first now. round fifteenth pick, so. Wisconsin, right? Oh yeah, out of Wisconsin, first round fifteenth pick. So they put a lot of stock into him, but it's just the the way you know they talk about it all the time. Are, are we devaluing the running back? Right, and we don't have to get into that at this point. We're becoming like first take right now, but. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it just goes along with that. He's trying to get that because it's that second contract that you need. Um, right. Everybody's getting these rookie deals, and they're just underpaid for these rookie deals because of the the pay scale. You know, after Sam Bradford contract, they they put a cap on the rookie deal, so they're basically all these franchises are basically trying to hold these guys for four years and then like let someone else pay him and we'll just redraft another stud. I like the rookie deal in the sense of like the the quarterbacks and like the crazy numbers that we were seeing, but it is kind of hosing these these running backs who uh, typically live a, a pretty short NFL career. Right. And uh, so you can't really blame these guys for uh, trying to get what, what they deserve, but they need to realize what they deserve. And True. Both sides definitely need to come together. Take a fat paycheck, you know. Yeah, They're and getting ha- paid either way. Right, it has to do with the spread offense too. Obviously, the, I think the spread offense is what's devaluing the running back. You know, it's not, it's not. We're gonna just ground and pound you like like it used to be. Right, and we're gonna throw twenty balls a game. Now it's we're gonna air it out, and I want a little scat back, and I want three of them that I can interchange, and that's kind of what it's doing. But defenses are gonna catch up. The running back is still there. They just you know. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, obviously, you watch Dallas Cowboys play, and you see how important, right. you know, compared to other teams, they love to control the ball, run the ball, and, uh, you know, play defense like an old school style football. And you you see that, you see that, and there's teams that do well with that. And you need a running back. You can't just, uh, you know, when you when Zeke went out, we saw how how that affected that team. So. There's there's teams that need it and teams that can get by and it just depends you know. Yeah. The, so uh, like uh, I guess the draft is in what three days. Um, over or under on Badger being in the league or not? <laughs> well, apparently the last I heard, now he can't make it because he's going to be in Chicago. Right. Before that, I don't think he realized by telling us you know that he had his pots draft the other day. Right. He forgot that was his excuse to not be in the league. I so noticed now, that. Now he has no excuse, and so now he's like, okay, what's my what's the most outrageous thing I can think of? Well, I got to go to Chicago for absolutely no reason. It's a big mystery. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, on draft day, I'll have my... I'll have my eyes peeled for a five foot seven clown <laughs> waddling the streets of Brookside. We'll, we'll see if we get it. I mean, my fingers are crossed. Well, I mean, maybe it's because he just... He, he's been known to not like show up at a place longer than you know an hour and a half before he has to like disappear into the woods and then come back a couple hours later maybe he can't commit to a full a full draft anymore (laughs) i think that's what it is honestly um the guy's so scatterbrained these days that he's just kind of whatever i'm not doing it and he's pissed about being clown oh yeah yeah i mean there's there's there you got to find the beauty in being a clown though you know i i've obviously i've i'm on record saying that i don't think i will ever get last in the league and be the clown but uh you know it's bound to happen you think well you're pretty good about trading bye weeks and like not going down like right like a stairmaster you just like (laughs) keep climbing as the stairs are going down yeah it keeps me right in the middle right jogging in place i kind of tend to go down with my ship I'm um, like, no, nah, I drafted these guys. I'm going down with them, you know. And like, so obviously, I was, I had to throw on the old rubber mask yeah. once. But uh, but tell you, I tell you what, if I did hit the clown and, and it happened to me, I would I would own it and I would just I would go balls a wall, kind of like Tread did last year. One of the best clowns we ever saw. It even dyed his beard, you know. Tread was perfect. Beautiful, beautiful clown. <laughs> so uh, you want to get into the uh, 
the the couple categories that we got and get, give out a little content without yeah. giving away too much before the draft. So obviously because of the draft that we have not had yet, we are kind of being a little bit, I don't know, uh, stingy with our information about what we actually believe and we're just kind of talking football in general because it's it's good to be back on the podcast and talk some football absolutely but, uh, but we we aren't going to leave you totally uh empty-handed so so you hit me up earlier and you said you had an idea and it was uh something about sleepers yeah i want to do a sleeper that's going to stay asleep okay that everyone's kind of eyeballing, they're picking their late rounds, and we're, we're saying, like, quit eyeballing this guy. He's going to just stay in the grave. And then you thought about doing a boom that's bound to bust. So a guy that's being drafted in the first couple of rounds that we think are going to bust. Right. Perfect. So um, we'll start with the, uh, the sleeper that's going to be asleep, you know. And mine – so it starts with the quarterback – Oh yeah, sorry. You uh, already said that. <laughs> that. That'll be twice now. You already said it starts with the quarterback, know, so you got to come just, in with something new. I was just gonna crack the beer. You that can't was... say it starts with the quarterback again. <laughs> you already said it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be on there twice. I know. I was, I was. What I was gonna do is just crack the beer. So just crack the beer then. Well, now I can't. <laughs> Fuck. Crack mine. <laughs> you crack it. All right. We'll go in the same pl- into the mic, and then I'll actually interrupt me right now. Into the mic, yeah. Interrupt me. Crack it. Oh wow! I guess it's time to introduce a couple new beers. <laughs> yes. And Sorry if- to interrupt you there, <laughs> but uh, I know you're about to go on your. Right, and if this interruption (laughs) doesn't make any sense at all, we're just going to throw it out there that we took a little break and we kind of forgot where we were, so (laughs) what a perfect time to introduce a new beer. I think it'll sound good. Um, Uh, So I'm drinking a Soul Chilada, little uh, Fiesta. I'm going to dedicate this beer to the entire draft on Sunday. Looking forward to seeing fucking everybody. What a party it's going to be, man. I'm excited, too. Including the, the... Sub in slash fill in Derek. Yeah, the board is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Jake, who I work with, is going to show up. All right. Um, we might even get a Rick. Who knows? That would be fantastic. We get a Rick. Uh, I threw it out to Raven Fish Guts. He might show up. I, it's not likely. I don't think he's drinking. Yeah. Can we get a room for 82, please? (laughs) I told him it could be 20 to 25, and there's only 12 of us drafting. So, the fire marshal approved this. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate the fiesta to Sunday. One of the, the one of the, the best Sol times Chilada. of the year. It's honestly like my favorite day of the year. I think you know it's it's not often that you get all twelve of us in the same room at the same time, plus everybody else who shows up. Like it's it's a very hard thing to do at age thirty something. Right. And so uh, it's exciting, man. I'm very stoked. Yeah, can't wait, man. Um, I also cracked up in a new beer, and it's uh, it's called Adios Pantalones, and that is Spanish for goodbye pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Wait, let me Google Spanish translate that. Uh, yeah, it, it checks out. It could be pants goodbye. I'm not sure. You know how they like to switch up the their words on us. Pants goodbye. I'm dedicating this beer to Alvin Kamara. Okay. And... The reason I say that is because he just I just get the feeling that he's going to be unleashed this year. 
Um, Mark Ingram's out. I know they brought in Latavius Murray, but I feel like he's going to just be like running so fast, tearing up the league. He could be the number one uh, running back in fantasy football, and he's just going to like fly the pants right off everybody. So Nice. Can you imagine being the guy that throws up the Latavius Murray sticker on the draft board? I mean, <laughs> not that that dude's not going to produce and be pretty decent. Like He could be a decent plug-in in your lineup, but that's just one of those like – nerdy podcast guys like well, picks it's it's a, it's a pick that you almost have to take to like at some point in the draft you know somebody's gonna be looking and they're gonna be a little drunk and they'll be like well you know i just gotta take a risk on this you know and uh right if i had to guess his name's gonna start with a t and then with an ailer brennan <laughs> yeah that's a that's a taylorish pick i mean uh sean payton already said that kamara's role isn't gonna increase I saw so, that. I saw that too, and I just don't believe it. You know, it's hard. Yeah. So I mean, that that just kind of plus Latavius Murray is six three. He's a big guy. He's already proven that he can like do it all to a degree. Right. And um, obviously Kamara is awesome, and, but and Murray's had really he has had success in the past, and he could be a goal line bruiser. And there could be a game or two where Kamara gets dinged up, and yeah. it's it's Murray's show. True. He, so, Kamara has. I don't think Kamara's missed got a lot a game. of value. Got a lot of value. But um, true. The only uh, the only thing there is, I feel like he's a very different type of player than Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is a little more scattier and jukier than most people think. And Latavius is a brewer, a bruiser. Yeah. He might be a brewer too. I don't know. Yeah, makes a mean home brew. <laughs> but hey, this is all things to be seen. This is why uh, we play fantasy football. We don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. But back to um, back to what we originally were trying to get at, and it's our um, the sleeper who I believe is going to stay asleep. And this, uh, like I said, it starts at the quarterback, but it's going to trickle down to the whole team for the most part. Yeah. And for me, it's uh, Nick Foles. Okay. And the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, offense as a whole. Okay. Um, there's many reasons to believe that Nick Foles can do well. He has filled in tremendously for the uh, – Eagles whenever he had to. He won a freaking Super Bowl, you know. Like yeah. they should be excited, you know. You should be somewhat excited if you're a Jacksonville fan coming off coming from Blake Bortles to this guy. Mm-hmm. But um I could see what happened the last time this happened for him. I mean, this dude's been paid more money to play less games than I think anybody in the league. He had a big contract earlier whenever uh, uh, I don't oh, like current player. Right, right. Okay, right. I was going to say Matt Flynn. There's a lot of them But, I mean, this is, this is Nick Foles. Mike Glennon. This is Nick Foles' second go at this, though, you know? Like, he got he got signed big to Kansas City way back in the day. And then uh, the Rams. Was it the Rams? Yeah, it was the Rams. Well, Kansas City, St. Louis, it's all near each other. Very much so. But, uh, yes, we've seen this. To me, we've seen this story before. And, um, and I think that it's just going to kind of be the dude who does not wake up. Yeah, I I don't I don't hate that. Um, there's a lot of people that are weary of the the Jaguars. Um, so, you know, I mean, Blake Bortles had his games, but for True. the most part, it, it's it kind of just it's a defensive minded team that wants to run the football. And we've never seen Nick Foles be good except for that, you know, Super Bowl run. It's a, yeah, it's another thing to come in. As knowing that you're the starter and the pressure that's around that from the difference between stepping into the limelight, you know. Now they have DeFilippo or whatever, however you say that weird fucking name, uh, the O coordinator for 
the Vikings last year, uh-huh. who's now, you know, so they expect them to kind of team up. And a lot of people are kind of high on DD. They got Marquis Lee back. Obviously, Leonard Fournette's great when he's healthy. So you can make a case for them being a surprise team. Oh, yeah. They got weapons, and that's why that's why people are uh, pretty hyped about them. But uh. Right. Okay, uh, my sleeper that's going to stay asleep, um, this is a guy you're seeing everywhere. And honestly, if you go back like 10 years, you see this story every other year, and it's the tight end that played basketball. Um. May or may not have had a checkered past in this situation. He does. His name's Darren Waller for the Oakland Raiders. You're going to see this guy being drafted in the teens. And um, I just don't see it. I I think he's awesome, but I just feel like we've seen the same story. I mean, yeah. Richard Rodgers is an example of that. I drafted a guy that I cannot for the life of me remember his name, but this was like seven, eight years ago, who just never panned out. And uh, he was an ex-hooper. It just seems like some of these guys, you know, are a dime a dozen. Like, they, they're great, but this guy's got a drug past. Um, kind of a Josh Gordon situation. Getting a second or third chance. Played for the Ravens back in the day. If he, if he hits, he'll be great. Because um, they only have, like, Luke Wilson and some other, like, you know, hand-me-down tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I just don't see it happening. I think this guy's going to stay asleep. Yeah, to piggyback that just a scotch, too, um, I'm not going to go full on with you with this, but um, I will point out the fact that maybe not be a fact, but I believe if it wasn't for hard knocks, then maybe 75% of the people who now know this guy's name, who didn't know it four weeks ago, wouldn't know this guy's name still. Okay. See, I haven't seen an episode of Hard Knocks, so I'm not sure. I, okay. Well, this maybe, is the first year I haven't watched it. Well, maybe the uh, maybe the hype has been maybe so. surrounded, and that's maybe how it that got is into what, your yeah. ear because he's been talked about a lot on that. And we all know what Hard Knocks can do to people. I mean, everybody loves a good feel good story. This kid is a uh, maybe he's got a good feature on Hard Knocks. I don't know. I just know that there are have been examples of this right. guy in the past. Right. And they never work out. The True. only one to work out was Julius Thomas, and he was awesome. And partly it was because they, he had Peyton Manning as his quarterback. He went to Jacksonville and kind of died. So True. Uh, but, uh, the, but one thing I do like about Waller is they did feature him a lot on Hard Knocks, and I'm rooting for the guy. And uh, I like him because it's a, it's a great story, and he seems motivated. They even had him on Hard Knocks going to AA meetings. Which you know that's pretty cool that he's doing this and what he's he's forcing himself into these situations and he wants to be better. So the effort's definitely there, but he still plays for the Raiders sure. on a team with AB and uh, we'll we'll see. But um, right, I could see it. I could see it being a sleeper who doesn't stay asleep, but he could easily easily go to bed. Okay, sounds good. Now. Now we're transitioned to uh, boom that's bound to bust. A boomer. So this is going to be a first or second round guy who will be drafted without a doubt in the first or second round and is going to bust, basically. These are going to be our biggest busts. Okay. You want me to start off or you want to go? I'll go ahead and start off. Um, I'm going to say David Johnson. Um. I'm terrified of that offense. Yes. Their offensive line is so bad. One of the worst in the NFL. 
And your Browns fans aren't gonna like this. Nah, that's okay though. <laughs> um, I like David Johnson. He wasn't great last year. He did finish as like a top, a top twelve running back, but it's, he he played all sixteen games. He was consistent. He played all sixteen games, and so usually when you play all sixteen, you got a good shot at finishing top twenty at your position if you're the starter. Um, different offense though as last from last True. year, but same offensive line. True. Um, less traditional running, more RPOs. Um, he'd probably be fine in PPR. I just yeah. don't see it in standard this year. Uh, I think he might end up being like maybe like a top thirty running back. I just uh, he's kind of my biggest bust candidate. That being said, I'm not gonna make fun of anyone who drafts him because I see the upside, obviously. Right. Uh, no, I, I feel like that's a that's a, a very solid pick, and you make an argument there, and I've actually kind of seen that argument. I feel like I feel like this guy is gonna be a guy who kind of drives people insane. And I could see him being very worth a top 10 pick. Yeah. Because he is going to have games where he goes off. But I think this team in general is going to have a, a serious struggle period from time to time where you, you're you either going to get, you know, four or five points out of DJ or you're going to get a, a big boom out of him. Yeah. That's how I see him. Okay. Because that O line, like you said, he's not going to have anywhere to run, but he is going to catch some balls. And there's going to be times, I think, when uh, we didn't really talk much about the uh, Cardinals, but Cliff Kingsbury, not a very good uh, history in college football, but he's got a lot of uh, high credentials for whatever reason. And they're really. It's his looks, man. They just, want, they just want that mug on the sideline, I think. <laughs> not the like... mug that you're seeing on, uh, on Madden, though. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Okay. He, was, he was a little upset about that. I think I might have saw something about that. <laughs> but uh, and then obviously Kyler Murray, who uh, we all we all watched at OU win the Heisman last year. Um, very exciting player. But sure, my biggest issue that I see with him is going to be the O line as well. Whenever they rush him as a young rookie. It is going to force him out of the pocket, and he's going to make some tremendous plays. We're going to get to see, see some electricity out of this guy, but I think there's going to be a lot of games where uh, they tee off on him, and it's going to be somewhat disappointing. Don't you think, though, like that offense as a whole, don't you think we're going to be like at Bricktown and look up, and it's going to be 28-6, to six, and like they're just like Kyler's still out there running around trying to get some fantasy points for you? I just feel like it's going to be bad a lot. That's true. I don't, I don't know what to expect from their defense. So... Um, I don't think it's going to be good. I don't know if their defense Patrick will Peterson get, suspended. I don't know if they'll get run up on a lot or not. But um, yeah. you know, usually uh, whenever things get out of hand like that, the uh, the score is really lopsided, kind of like Sa- Saquon Barkley was last year. He benefited from from that and getting dump off passes and then catching a lot of uh, uh, yards and fantasy points late in games. Right. Uh, same with Odell from time to time last year. And and, and that, that's something you want in a guy. But um, I'm not sure that their defense is going to be that bad, but I honestly don't know. I haven't heard much about it. It's going to be an interesting team to watch. Yeah, Patrick Peterson suspended the first six games. Right. And that's their best player. So I mean, that's six games, yeah, that's a six lot. Six games is a lot. Yeah. yeah. So. In, a, in, a, in a pretty uh, competitive division, you know. Sure. The Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks had a, a kind of a down year last year, but I think they're going to bounce back. And uh, the Niners are expected to be good with uh, Garoppolo. Well, I say the Seahawks had a down, down year. They've won 10 games, but still. And then you got the Rams. Right. 
Shit. And they're not going to slow down just because they had a bad Super Bowl. It's going to be an interesting division to watch, though. It will be. I just see. I, I think that. I think we're talking about potentially a two-win team. Ooh, that would yeah. not be bad. And Kingsbury has a buffer year, so it's not like right. He'd be canned or anything. I just. I think it's going to be ugly. I think they'll still be fantasy relevant because they're going to be running around trying to get points until there's zeros on the fourth on the clock in the fourth quarter. But I think we're talking about a two or three wins. They're going to be exciting. That's for sure. I can't. I can't see them not being as exciting. There's going to be weeks where they're not going to be exciting, but they yeah. are going to be like somebody you got to keep an eye on. Agreed. As long as Kyler's on the field, Kyler goes off the field for any kind of reason. He gets banged up. We could be. Uh, if Kyler starts to decide to take it up the field and like take a few hits, but like move the chains, they could be badass. But I don't think that's in Kyler's DNA. I think he he likes to scamper and get out of bounds. He's a kinda, smart smart guy. He, he avoids he contact. And he's a baseball player. He slides. Right, and you can't get a lot of positive yards in the NFL doing that. Right. In my opinion, you can do that in college. In the NFL, it's not as easy. So, so uh, my uh, boom that's bound to bust is not going to be very popular among uh, people out there. And, I'm, I mean, this is kind of a stretch, but uh, we got to pick one, you know, and mine's Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh, he, he had the – I think it was the best uh, fantasy season from a quarterback last year. So, yeah, I guess you're bound to bust from that. But no, uh, not saying that he's just gonna like just do a little bit less than that. I think that the Chiefs are gonna like come down to earth a little bit because people didn't expect what happened with them last year. I know, I mean, obviously you didn't expect it. Mahomes was a late, late round pick in most drafts and things like that. So, but people now there's this huge, huge like things surrounding this team that they're going to just be end all be all and I just I kind of think that they're going to level out a little bit I think they're going to be really good they're going to be a playoff team they more than likely will win their division I can't see them not uh but I think Mahomes is going to have a more regular year and he's not going to like overtake it like he did last year he'd probably end up being you know I know it says bust, but uh, a bust from him, I think, would be like quarterback four or five. Yeah, well, I think the last, um, the last QB who went back to back, fantasy leader, was a long time ago, and I think it might have been Peyton. Yeah, but I can't remember. I I, I heard it, um, but I know it's been some years. Right. Um, and so. He would be the first one in a while to do that if he if he was the number one fantasy quarterback again. And, and they got the pieces to do it. I mean, I'm not going to sit back and say that they don't have like a lot of talent, man. You got Tyreek Hill, you got uh, Sammy Watkins, and apparently Tyreek's going to play all year. A lot of us didn't expect that, and they didn't expect that going into the draft. And they took a a really fast uh, replacement in Hardman there, and then uh, the running back situation. Um, a Very little, interesting. A little bit unsettled, I guess you would say. Um, we do know that Damian Williams filled in last year when Kareem Hunt got the boot, and he, he looked really good. And then they have uh, some younger guys there. And it's going to be – Darwin Thompson and right. uh, I believe another D name. And it's Andrew Reed. You know, Andrew Reed knows how, to use, or something. knows how to use running backs. So. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, they expect Darwin Thompson offense. to be pretty pretty good. Um, he's 5'8", like 200, so he's pretty small, but he's a really good pass blocker. Um, and then, obviously, like you said, Damian Williams, his only problem has been staying healthy. That guy's a talent. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he Hell, did. he had a 55-yard catch the other day in preseason, so yeah. – um, he did well at OU if everybody stays healthy, he the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are going to be great. I just feel like something weird is going to happen with them this year. I don't know if it's going to be an injury. I don't know if it's going to be a Tyreek video that surfaces. Well, as long as we've known the Chiefs, they have always chiefed. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a, a weed-smoking way. I just <laughs> mean, like, they've always done something to to lose it, you know? Even went back on the uh, – what was his name? Trent something or another. Dilfer? Uh, Trent, no, 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 no. Trent Green. Like, Trent Green. Yeah. yeah. I mean him. They had. I mean they had running backs for days. Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes. Like these were exciting teams, and they put up a lot of points. But they've always somehow not. Damon Heward. <laughs> those were the. Those were the dog days. I I know one time uh, the Bills went in there uh, week one with Matt Matthew Fitzpatrick. Fitz Magic at quarterback and Stevie Johnson at wide receiver and put a thump in on Kansas City. Week one, neither team made the playoffs. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. But, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. A lot of so, good storylines to get into for right. sure. Right, and I'm not sitting here saying that uh, my, um, – the Chiefs are gonna like the Chiefs are gonna be trash and Mahomes is gonna be trash. I think that they do make the playoffs. I think that they win their division, but I think Mahomes takes a step back as a fantasy uh, quarterback and is is possibly being drafted and thought about a little bit too high. That's all, you know. That being said, would I take him? Sure. <laughs> what you know? what round would you take him in? I mean that that's a that's a deep question, you know, because. Um, you know, he probably probably going in the probably second. deserves second or third. I think second. But I think I mean, he goes in the second. Personally, I'm a I'm a weird I'm weird when it comes to quarterbacks, and I you know I kind of live and die by finding that finding that gym. You know, Kappa's I, pretty smart though. I mean, I, I would say the average draft he's going in the second. Kappa he might leak to the third. Right. Well, um, I mean, right, and he is getting kept in our league. Yeah, but, he's uh, getting kept. So. He would definitely go to a particular wheels at. Uh, Pick two or three if it came but back. But hypothetical, him. if he wasn't getting kept in the tenth, right? He would go. He'd go to somebody. In I think the he's third going in most drafts, latest. second, third. Right. Like you can't pass up the potential there because the potential. No, I mean, is remember when insane. Peyton Manning was like a first rounder? Right. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a big advantage to have when your quarterback's throwing for forty some odd touchdowns. Right. And uh, I mean that. I mean, I mean, shit. You know. So you've got a draft coming up, I so we do. can shut it down. You got a draft um, coming but up. We got one more thing. I'm gonna give you guys a little secret here. I've got the uh, I've got a PPR draft coming up in about 45 minutes, and I got the seventh pick. And uh, here's a little intri- interesting tidbit that I'm hoping Tommy doesn't tell his mother because she's also in the league. <laughs> Lips are sealed. But uh, I'm gonna take Travis Kelsey. What pick are you? Seventh overall. Seventh overall, not bad. I feel like that's a. Uh, she's. I think my mom's like second or third. So she wouldn't do that anyway. No, know? I think she's gonna be taking like Kamara but or somebody. I feel like that's gonna upset a little bit of uh, people later in the rounds who think that they're gonna. You who know, won the league last year? I did. You did. Okay. Yeah. I won the league last year taking uh, Christian McCaffrey and Joe Mixon with my top two picks. There's an interesting situation in Cincinnati, but we can get into that in the next one. True, true that. Yeah, uh, we don't have much more time. But, yeah, 
I'm going to take uh, Travis Kelsey in the first. Uh, he had 100 and some odd catches last year. And he should really be in for a big year with Mahomes, just to contradict you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and Mahomes is the greatest thing we've seen <laughs> since Jesus. He'll probably right? repeat as a top fantasy quarterback. Like, whoa, but string, string. But now I've been looking at Kelsey's uh, things, and he seems like a really safe guy. And um, yeah, I feel like in a PPR format, um, he's going to catch a lot of balls. And 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 honestly, he's kind of like Gronk. You know, he's these the new Gronk, and it wasn't unheard of to see Gronk go in the seventh through the ninth pick. So, yeah. Well, hey, I've enjoyed it, and uh, me too. Did you get your ultimate sleeper team? Oh, ultimate sleeper team. I, okay, so we're on that. We're um, gonna end it with that. We, I mean, we didn't have to, but I got one written down. We always, we always give you guys an ultimate sleeper, and this this year, instead of going with an actual player for the week, just a a team that, you know, is gonna do better than last year, and people are sleeping on. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Jets. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that uh, we know that you're a, a in Donald we trust type of guy. Yeah, that well they put a lot of weapons around him. I think that he's really gonna enjoy dumping it off to Le'Veon. Oh, I can't wait to see those dumps. Yeah, and then, you know I'm a Le'Veon lover. I know, and hey, we all love Le'Veon, man. That that dude's a year a, a year a real off, alpha you know? running back. He could come back. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, he, he already said pick me number one overall to all my fantasy owners, and that that resonates with me. Um, um, he also said that last year. <laughs> did he say that last year? Well, he said, uh, "Don't worry, you're gonna get the best year out of me you ever seen." So. Yeah, well, he might have been drunk when he said that. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I'd give him Jamison Crowder uh, when when he gets hurt, yeah. when Sam gets Herndon back, and he's got a four game suspension, but he's a beast tight end out of Miami. True. Um, Robbie Anderson could take the top off. Uh, defense isn't bad. We just kind of got to trust in weird eyeballs Adam Gase and see if he <laughs> d- dials it up. Uh, that, weird, weird hire. He wouldn't give he wouldn't give Kenyon Drake much love yeah. as a Dolphin coach. So not sure how Chuck feels about him. Probably uh, he can kick rocks in Chuck's mind. So you know, I mean. I, I like I like the Jets as a. I think they could overperform on a fantasy level. It's unfortunate they're in Tom Brady's. Uh, yeah, but they only play him twice. I mean, they got fourteen yeah, other true, games with true. with, with other teams. So, um, two of those which are the Bills, but they, you know, <laughs> listen. I mean, they. Uh, we'll we'll see. I think that they might be fantasy relevant. Maybe a seven seven eight win team. Not necessarily like gonna blow the top right. off, but yeah. That's and I mean that's an ultimate jump from last year. I'd say. Sure. Um, mine's gonna be the Denver Broncos. So, I know that they. Uh, okay, Flacco, huh? They have a funny, interesting situation at quarterback, but I don't think they're gonna have to rely on their quarterback as as much. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about the uh, the coach that they've hired. Uh, they still got a good defense. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. The, the coach that they hired is a uh, purely defensive-minded uh, coach, and apparently, he is seen from a lot of the top. Uh, Top coaches around the league, like Sean McVay, as the most unpredictable defensive coach that uh, that they have to contend with. So, um, do I see them making a Super Bowl run? But no, I could see them uh, surprise making the playoffs. I think that they went. Uh, they had a pretty down year last year, uh, six and ten, and it's the Broncos. It's hard to play a mile high, and. 
We'll see, man. Uh, obviously, Flacco has won a Super Bowl. Um, he's very unexciting, but um, the running back core is is okay. I feel like it's it's enough to keep him afloat, but they're going to be a team that you you don't want to have to deal with. Um, a lot of tight games, one of those things. But uh, okay, see him sneak in maybe with the nine nine wins, you know, in a lucky break situation. Well, as we know about the NFL, we know nothing about the NFL. Yep. And so, honestly, all it takes is you could you could literally win five or six games by a field goal, like twenty to seventeen. So if the Broncos can kind of just win games and be on the other side of like low scoring games, right? And next thing you know, they're five and two, and they're kind of marching. Next thing you know, they're they're nine and seven, and that's enough to get in the wild card. I think, it's, right. I think it's absolutely doable. Depending on other situations, you know, the AFC South looks like. Uh, Flacco's got a cannon. We'll see about Emmanuel Sanders on his comeback from his Achilles. Uh, but I might have to eat a couple words with Emmanuel. He's uh, oh, he with the really Achilles situation. The Achilles. Yeah. This guy's over thirty, and his Achilles looks like he just got a brand new one. You know. Like, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. You you, you did kind of uh, get a few bonus points with uh, Cousins though, tearing his ACL. Right. So that that kind of goes back to the whole Achilles thing. And and Foreman had his he got cut, you know, like that guy. By the way, the argument started with us saying that Kevin Durant will again be a top three player after the injury. Snake is done. And he thinks uh, Slim Reaper is (laughs) taking a long nap after that after that Achilles injury. So we shall see. But hey, buddy, it's been a good cast. I'll see you Sunday. No, I'm very happy we got back to this, man. String and tea over and out. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, I wish I would have had that fart noise.